Hey folks, welcome to the Gospel of Kennison episode 190, brought to you the week of September 19th, 2023. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison. This is my personal audio journal. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. I've been better. On a scale of 1 to 10, probably a 3. Um, 1 being great, <laughs> 10 being the worst possible. I would usually do it the other way around, but my counselor today pulled that on me and I was, she was like on a scale of one to 10, how bad are you? Or yeah. How bad are you? And I was like, Oh, I'm only a seven and a half, you know? And she's like, Oh wow. And I'm like, what? She says, that's not the way it works. I'm like one, 10 should be like lots of it. And anyway, it's not, (laughs) it's not, I'm like at a three. So not as happy as I could be. There's reasons for that. Part of it is my sleep. I haven't been sleeping well. I told you guys I was on, I was getting on some new medication last week. And we, we definitely got on that. And it is helping me to fall asleep. So I'm not laying there for hours and hours. But staying asleep seem, seems, seems to be an, an issue to the tune of waking up about every hour. And some of those hours being times where I feel like I have to get up and kind of reset to go back to sleep because I'm just so out of it, you know? So I don't know if that's medication or what, but today I woke up and not only was I sleepy, I was sad. And it's been kind of getting worse throughout the day and I'm so scared because this is the way it always starts. My counselor said it's cyclical, that there's a pattern. And one thing she said was that when we get up, sometimes we do too much. And I absolutely agree with her. Absolutely agree because I've done it twice now. I started feeling better last time. I got on Chick-fil-A, see if I could get a job. I could, so I got a job doing the coloring book thing that didn't work out. So I got another job, a bigger job, a full-time job. That's the reason why the coloring book job counts, even though I only did it for like a day because it was part-time. So I went to full-time and then that didn't work out. And so I crashed and I fell and I got into depression. And so now that I'm, you know, I was feeling better. I packed myself full of scheduling stuff. I started interactive stories on that story show. I started doing shorts on YouTube. I started this improv class. I started doing bonus content for everything. I restarted Red School Bus, doing bonus content for that. I started a gig on Fiverr where I can edit people's podcasts. Luckily, nothing has come through on that yet, but she says I'm overdoing it. And the reason I'm overdoing it, I agree with her, but the reason I'm overdoing it is because I'm trying to not be what I was. Because when I'm bad off, it's bad. And I don't do anything. And I'm useless. So when I feel fine, and when I feel good, I want to do all the things that I wanted to do before. But let's look at this rationally, okay? I'm showering every day, which is an improvement. I'm working out, walking 30 minutes a day now, up up from 25, every week adding five minutes. And I'm doing that every day. 
I'm trying to go to bed at a decent time. I'm trying, I'm eating vegetables. I've given up soda, I'm drinking water. I don't know. I'm doing everything I can to fight this, to put myself in for a win. You know, counselor seems to think that there's a pathway since it's cyclical. There is a pathway from going from good into bad. And she's very clear. And I'm, I wanted to make sure she was clear that, Cause I use the word feelings a lot. Like I feel like I can't do this and I feel like I can't do that. And she says, well, feelings don't tell us what is true. And I, I was like, wait a minute. I'm, I might be not saying this right. When depression makes it impossible for me to function, I call those feelings and there's probably a better word for it. Now, I, I feel sad and I feel happy and I feel scared and I feel like everyone else. I said, but there are times when I can't get out of bed and I just call those feelings. And she's like, okay, I understand. But she says, if there was somebody suicidal in front of you and they were feeling everything about their life, not being good, you could talk to them and talk them out of wanting to do it, or at least talk them out of doing it. And so she says, there is, there is value in having a method or a, a depression plan in place to help with that, to help maybe not go all the way down. And so I'm hopeful, but I'm telling you today does not feel very hopeful as I've talked about fighting it. Talked about working against it, and today I did. Today I did. Might not make a very good story, but I was making a channel video for YouTube, for That Story Shows YouTube. Um, I was redoing it because I wasn't happy with the first one. I made some mistakes. Even though it was funny, I mean, people liked it. I made some mistakes. The information I gave wasn't clear. I kind of sacrificed the information it was supposed to give for the humor that I had in mind. So today, even though I felt like absolute crap and didn't feel like doing any of the things that I was supposed to do, I sat down, I set up my recording, I turned my lights on, I hit record on the video and on the audio, and I sat here for an hour and I ad-libbed a subscribe video. So the joke is that the first 15 seconds or so is me pushing the show and saying, Hey, scan these QR codes or go to visit this website. And I'm sure you'll love that story show because it's an audio podcast. It's not just a, a collection of shorts on the, you know, it's just basically a transitional video that hopefully gets people from YouTube into Apple podcasts. And so the joke is the first 15 seconds or so is that. And then I just stare at the camera and I look at my watch, I take a sip of water, and then occasionally I'll say something. And then I get to talking about things. I showed them a bunch of hats and described all the hats. I showed them some Buzz Light, my Buzz Lightyear stuff. And, but there's time, 
you know, that is, that's just me waiting on them to subscribe. That's supposed to be the joke as I'm passing the time, giving them plenty of time to subscribe. Well, my first attempt at it was 11 minutes today. I went 50 minutes. I spent 50 minutes making this video of me sitting there and performing. Long story short, I dragged the audio or the video over. It's great. The audio I drag over, it's a big old file full of nothing. The audio recorded nothing. It's my own fault. I have headphones. I should have verified before I started. We've all been there where an hour's worth of work, we forget to hit save. An email you know, doesn't get saved. A Word document, an Excel spreadsheet. We've all got these stories whether it's a video game or whatever, and you just feel like, oh my gosh. And that's, that's what sucked about today is I overcame and then I lost. And that was hard for me. Okay. Um, you know, in the back of my head, when I, when I feel like I'm sharing now, I hear that guy in the back of my head from a few episodes back that says, you know, yeah, but, my situation's worse than yours and this that, and the other. And, you know, uh, I hate that because it, it limits what I feel like I can share. And I've always felt so comfortable talking on GOK. So I feel like it's the one place people get me. So I'm going to just try to squash that right now. Where I'm at right now, I'm just scared. It's not really about losing the footage. It's just about whether I'll be able to do it again. I moved it to tomorrow as a task on my little task list. But I've also got, well, I'm doing GOK now. It's on Tuesday. Usually it's on Wednesday. I figure right now is a great time for me to waste an hour because I'm so tired. I want to go to bed, but nothing's going to happen if I go to bed now. I need to go to bed at a later time and then have a good night's sleep and then wake up bright and early and start the day and get on with it. But lately, the last two days, I've been sleeping bad. I go to bed at 8 o'clock because I can't stay awake anymore, and then I can't sleep. I fall asleep. I wake up at 11.30. I feel like I have to get up. I feel like I have to eat something, which is not... I, I, lately, though, I've been eating fruits, mostly because that's all that's available. It's not um, discipline. It's, it's lack of options. I want to take a break and talk about my family because they are, they are great. All right, family update. <laughs> okay, I have my wife. Okay, we'll talk about my wife first. I told her a couple weeks ago that I bought some signs for Jenna and her roommate Faith. And I said I bought a sign for them. And it's going to look like neon. It'll be white. It'll hang on their wall. It's going to be great. And she's like uncharacteristically unsupportive. She says, are you sure she's going to like it? And I'm like, I hope so. I already spent the money on them, you know? Well, <laughs> Jenna comes home this weekend and I present the sign to her and she just goes nuts. Jenna just loves it. Absolutely loves it. My wife comes to me later and says, James, the reason I was acting strange is I thought you had gotten a Jenna and faith sign. Like Jenna and faith as a sign she says, not only was I worried, like, what if they don't dorm together? 
you know, the next year. She said, I also was worried that it would give people the wrong impression like they were a couple. And I'm like, oh, that explains things. But no, I got one for Jenna and I got one for Faith. And Jenna sent me a picture of them hanging above their beds and it looked so good. And she was so happy. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, oh, that girl could have me wrapped around her finger if she, she wanted. She probably does already. But the reason why Jenna was here this weekend briefly is uh, my son ran a very grueling cross country course. It was, it was like a daggum Mario brothers world where the Hills and ups and downs and just, just drudgery, man. Kids were passing out. Kids were throwing up. It's like, Jay's like, yeah, it's miserable. <laughs> I'm like, why do you do it? And, 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 but I'm so glad he does. I'm so proud of him. I can't imagine. But Jenna showed up at the meet. And was there as he crossed the finish line and he just balls. He just, you know, and when we made it over to him, they're sitting in the grass together and it's just, she's the best sister, right? You know? So that, that wraps up everybody. Jay ran a grueling cross country course. Jenna surprised her brother. Uh, she got her sign that I made for, and Jen thought that I'd made the wrong kind of sign. So there you go. There's, there's the update for the week. Everything's connected. Improv class. I did go. It was time to go again. It went well. I felt kind of stupid going. I always kind of feel stupid going, but when you get there, the atmosphere is different. I'm not as good as it, as I thought I would be. That's kind of depressing, but I'm right now, honestly, I don't feel like I'm as good at, at anything as I think I am. So I don't know if I can trust that or not. That's one of the things that was in the depression plan is whose voice am I going to listen to? And usually I listen to my voice. My voice is my own worst enemy. My voice is the one telling me that improv was stupid and you're a baby, dumb, stupid fart head for going that only losers do this. And the reality is that I did it because I wanted to break out of my box I wanted to do something I'd never done before. I wanted to, to possibly try out to be a stand-up comic, but that seems so dumb now. Yeah, seems so dumb. So uh, it went well. Uh, improv class went well, but I got in trouble. I got in trouble, and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, have you heard the concept of the thing behind the thing? Like, if there's somebody that gets mad at you, and it's typically this way with podcast people. If they get mad at me, it's usually not what I did. It's something else that I triggered. Like one time I talked about a guy at Disney World in one of my podcasts that was fat on one half of his body and thin on the other half of his body. It, I just mentioned it as something weird that I'd never seen before. I didn't make fun of this guy. I just said I, it was something interesting i mean it's like if you saw a dude with big hands giant hands you would you would probably tell somebody you know what i saw today hon i saw a man with giant hands so that was the thing but i had a guy that just ripped into me about how i was making fun of people with deformities and this that and the other and again it wasn't the thing i said it was the thing behind the thing because i guarantee you 
that guy had some physical deformities that he is self-conscious about and i triggered him it also happened years later after an episode where we did a joke about a one-legged lady named eileen who worked at ihop okay silly stupid jokes you know about a one-legged lady well this gentleman went off and even mailed me a letter and talked about how his daughter who is missing a couple of limbs supposedly got mad at that part of the show even though she's two so it's not believable but he ripped into me about how i you know was was dissing his daughter and it's like your mama jokes when you say your mama joke you're not talking about their mom you know what i'm saying it's not personal it's just a joke and Again, it wasn't the thing I said. It was the thing behind the thing. So I had that situation at the improv class where we were given a situation where we were supposed to match each other's energy and whatever ticks that we had. And I was supposed to be a lunch lady and the other person that I was working with was supposed to be a kid. And so I fell into the traditional role. And I was gross and I had slop to feed and, but I still was treating her very well as, as best I could. And when we were done, the lady that runs the thing, who's usually so positive, just kind of tore into me right in front of everybody, not to me, but about me to everyone about how lunch ladies, you know, I know that's the traditional thing, but you know, how about we play it positive? Why, why can't we, you know, usually they're, they're shown as not being as, as smart and as intelligent, you know, and they're gross and all this kind of stuff. Why couldn't we have played it some other way? And I was like, dang. Okay. But then she says the thing behind the thing. She says, my mom was a lunch lady. So, and I said, there it is. There it is. It was, there was nothing wrong with what I did. I felt like there was. Until she said that. And I realized, no, for her, it was a bad thing. It was triggery. And of course, you know me. I don't mean to upset anybody on purpose. You know, it, it was a sting. A little sting in a safe place. It makes me worry about my performances and stuff like that. So who am I going to offend? And she's always so much talking about not worrying about that stuff. And yet she was... So, so eager to take offense at that. So, I don't know. We've all got our thing, but it wasn't my thing. It was the thing behind the thing. I mentioned that I'm eating vegetables, but I'm eating vegetables every day with every meal except for breakfast. I can't, I can't do vegetables for breakfast. My nutrition counselor would love for me to. She wants me to make omelets with peppers and I don't know, onions and all kinds of stuff. I don't make breakfast. I am so dead in the morning. I pour myself a bowl of cereal. I eat it with milk and that's as good as it's ever going to get for me. But I am doing vegetables with every other meal, including the other day we had, what was it? It wasn't hamburgers. It was something. Oh, we had egg McMuffins. So, you know, little Thin little bread, you know, biscuits with a uh, thing of sausage, you know, low fat turkey sausage 
and there's egg and a little bit of cheese on it. And I stuffed it full of uh, baby spinach and I ate it and it was fine. It didn't taste different at all. It was just a tiny little crunch in there and I didn't care about that. Tonight we had kimchi. It's weird. It's like seeds. It's a pseudo cereal, they say online. And it's supposed to be full of protein and all kinds of stuff. It kind of tastes like rice, but it kind of feels like you're eating squishy, squishy seeds. That is what I ate for dinner along with uh, some green beans. I'm probably mixing up dinners. I think kimchi was last night. Tonight was green beans and uh, sweet potato fries along with chicken salad. And it was really good. So I'm doing better. I'm walking 30 minutes a day. I mentioned that earlier. I want to bring it back up because for some reason, 30 minutes seems so much longer and so much harder than 25 minutes. And that is crazy. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sweating a lot more. I feel like my heart rate's higher. I feel like it's never going to get done. But anyway, I am watching a new show. It's called Hijack. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's got that guy in it. <laughs> you know, that guy. If you know about Pacific Rim, he is the one guy that keeps having to take the tiny pill and is the father of, or the fill in father for the uh, Chinese girl. So he's really awesome. I don't know his name, but he's really awesome. And he's in it. And it seems like a really good show. Silo has kind of taken a pause because this new show is better. I finished The Patient on Hulu. It's really good, but you got to give it a chance. Um, it's like a big old long movie and movies get better as they go along. So you have to do that. And I'm reading right now Killing Floor, which sounds worse than it is. It's a, it's a Jack Reacher book. It's first in the series. So if I like it, I'll have a lot of books to listen to. And so far, I like it. I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Let me just go through the plan so far. We, we didn't work out all of the depression plan. We're going to work on that next week. But I wrote down some things that she did say. One of them was, whose voice am I going to listen to? And I do seem to have two voices. One of them is the one that speaks to me from one part of me. I don't know what part that is. I'll just call it the dark side of me that says everything you're doing is stupid. You're an imposter. You're not that funny. You're not that creative. There are really truly creative and positive people out there. You know what? You've been podcasting for 15 years and you only have 5,000 downloads per episode. If it was going to get better, it would be better already. So quit trying to improve, quit trying to drag more people into your stupid podcast because only people who like dumb humor like your show. There it is. There it is. That's, that's how bad it gets that I even think the best audience in the world that I love so much. I think you guys are stupid for liking me. Please don't take that the wrong way because I have to believe that. If I believe that I'm a loser, if I believe I'm not funny, if I believe that only dumb people would like me, I know that's not true. So that's just the dark side. There is a brighter side of me that knows the truth beyond that, but there's no feelings attached to it. 
you know, on the dark side, there's lots of feelings, lots of stuff dragging you down saying, yes, this is true. Yes, this is real. But when I think of it positively, it's like, there's no support for it at all. It feels like a wish feels like a dream. It's just a feather floating in the air with no foundation whatsoever. So part of me knows because I started improv, I should finish it. And that even if stand-up comedy is not going to be my thing, this thing is still going to help me be a better host. It's going to be help me be a more generous host. It's going to help me to think on my feet faster, even behind a microphone. That it's worth it to work out. It's worth it to stay off soda, even though that's all I wanted today was to drink soda all day. And there's a part of me that says, James, you succeeded. Today, you tried to do a video. You tried very hard and you spent a lot of time doing it. And even though it failed, you still did it. And you did that story show. I mean, a red school bus. You did a red school bus episode tonight and you didn't really feel like it. And in the past, you would have just dumped it all. And so you did fight. You did win. But the other part of me doesn't care about any of that and just feels like a loser and feels dumb and feels like it's going to get worse. Now I could have a totally different experience tomorrow. And I hope so. Cause I've been down before during this high spot. I think I've been on this podcast talking about the low spot. It was like a week ago or two weeks ago and it was sleep related. So maybe, maybe it's not going to go down. Maybe it's just a temporary recess thing. I don't know. But uh, whose voice you're going to listen to? I, I'm going to, I'm going to listen. Obviously I'm a Christian, so I have to believe what God says, but sometimes that stuff seems so unreal to me that I'm an overcomer. I'm a child of God, that I am blessed and favored, that I'm part of a royal priesthood. I've been engrafted in the vine. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on with all of the things that God believes about me and says about us and, how he set up the future for us and he he wants to bless us not harm us he knew us in our mother's womb you know on and on and on uh, about how special we are to him but if i can't even believe that my podcast listeners like me that there must be something wrong with them <laughs> to enjoy my content what am i going to do with god it's either not true or he's crazy but there's a part of me that knows all that stuff. My counselor says, and it's something I've heard redneck pastors say, but it is still true. She says, she points to her forehead. She says, you know it. And then she moves her hand down to her chest. She says, but do you know it in your knower? And that's where I'm coming up short is I told you that bad feelings have foundations, but the good feelings, the good thoughts don't. What is that? What does that say? Where do I need to get in my life to where I feel like the good things have a foundation? Well, some of you will say the Bible, the word of God, but I, I know it. I know it. And that's supposed to provide comfort, but it doesn't. Not right now. Anyway, she says having someone to talk to is also good. And, and I think that's her for me is my counselor because I have a very good friend, but he's very busy and I don't want to be a constant downer. Like 
how would that be is if every time we got together, all I wanted to do was talk about how bad everything is. So I I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that to my wife either, because when I talk to her about my feelings, she is affected by it and it messes up her stability. And so I don't want to do that. So the counselor is that for me. Accountability. She talks about accountability and she said, now this is something your wife can help you with. You know, if you start to slide down and say hygiene becomes an issue and you're not showering every day, you can give your wife permission to ask you about that. And so I'm going to do that, even though it hurts my pride because this has been my idea and I have decided to become a man who is always clean and it is a big deal that I made that decision. There's a very possible chance that I will backslide on this thing and kind of become what I was before. So I'm going to do that. The other thing she suggested, because I talked about how much, how, how podcasting is truly and typically the first thing that goes when I'm feeling down, like I'll stop doing podcasting. And she wondered why. And I said, well, it's a performance that I'll usually be able to do a GOK when I can't do uh, that story show or red school bus. Because on GOK, I can be real. On that story show, it's a comedy show. You got to kind of be funny. You got to feel, at least feel, you know, the energy. And she said, well, how about being honest with your audience? And I said, well, I do think everyone knows where I'm at. And there are 20, I think it's about 20% of my audience that, that knows me beyond just the guy on the radio, you know, they, they probably know what I look like. They know my full name. They follow me on Twitter or they support on Patreon or they, they see me on Facebook, you know, they interact, they send in emails, they send in stories. There's about 20% of them, but I said the rest of them rely on me putting out content. And if I don't put that content out, then the numbers go down. And when the numbers go down, it makes me feel like crap. I feel like I've been honest with the audience. And when I do stop producing shows, people don't reach out with hate. They reach out like, hey, are you doing okay? How's everything going? But I think the way that translates for me is me posting a temporary episode. Like if I'm doing really bad and I feel like it's going to be a while, instead of an episode, I could post an update episode and just say, and kind of do a GOK. Hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what's going on. It's probably going to be a couple of weeks. I don't know. If you pray, pray for me. If you don't send me hope and wishes and all this, how about emailing me? We'll talk, whatever, whatever. And then I can delete that from the feed later on. And it will be like, it was never there. Once I start doing shows again, these are what I wrote down of our depression plan. But I told her, I really am looking forward to digging into that next week because if it's coming and I can feel it coming, I want to fight it. I want to fight it. I, I want to do whatever I can do to fight it. And I feel like right now, the best thing I can do is keep trying to do stuff like that's on my to-do list, keep showering, keep working out and try to get this sleep thing figured out. Like I even looked up today, this is silly, but in old man kind of stuff, but I looked up, I've been drinking all this water. I've, gotten to the point where if I don't drink all the water that I'm supposed to have drunk during the day, I'll drink it all at one time at night. 
And then I go to bed and I'm up every 45 minutes going to the bathroom. And so what I've decided to do, I drink a lot naturally, normally, regularly, like with soda and stuff. I was constantly out of soda out. So I am going to kind of quit tracking my water and I'm just going to drink whenever I'm thirsty, which is a lot. And I'm going to drink water when I'm thirsty and I'm going to stop drinking at least two to three hours before I go to bed so that I have a chance to sleep. So this is me making changes that maybe my, uh, my nutrition counselor wouldn't totally agree with, but I have to make, I have to figure out what works for me. And so far trying to do three liters of water a day doesn't work. It's too much. But I think making the positive change of switching from soda to water is a positive thing. And I think it's positive enough. I think it's enough to make that change in my life. So I want to cut it to a close right there. Uh, our show, GOK, is brought to you by our patrons with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Mike Jones. Thank you so much. I, I want you guys to be a part of our membership. I want you to get show perks, including a GOK sticker and weekly bonus audio content. Sometimes the content goes almost as long as the podcast. You can do that if you want to support the show at patreon.com slash GOK. You guys do enough just listening, but I want to make sure to thank Mike Jones and Tammy Debrick, even though I think I did that last week. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all NLCast, 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 or Patreon is GOK. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Email me, james at nlcast.com. Bye.